0: Today's guest is super special guest for me. One of my personal best friends, this guy Court McGee, has spent five hours in the UFC octagon. Has over twenty-five or twenty-five fights with the UFC. He's a fourth-degree black belt in the Pit System, a Pedro Sauer black belt in jujitsu. A badass wrestler was going to be D1 wrestler. Uh, he's talking to kids. Does rec- helps people with recovery coaches high school wrestling he's just a big part of martial arts and a big part of Utah martial arts let's get it
1: going we'll, we'll, we'll just kind of jump right into it it's uh, we've been I I've known you of you for a long time but what I I really only came into martial arts in the on the Utah scene for a long time. How would Ramsey what would you say is his is Court's handle on the Utah martial arts world?
0: I mean, if there was a Mount Rushmore, he'd be on the mountain.
1: <laughs> Who else is on the Mount Rushmore of Utah?
2: Jeremy Horn. Jeremy
0: Horn. Um Ramsey Nejum.
2: <laughs> Probably Josh Berkman time wise. Yeah. Who was Josh that third
0: Gussman? one? Oh, Ramsey, Nijum. Nijum. Uh, yeah. I'll make you say my name later in our sure. training
1: session.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: You'll be saying my name. I won't let him tap out without sometimes I'll hold a submission. And he has to say, Daddy, stop. No, that's like, not true. You know what he does though? So uh I was going with Madeline. Uh, <laughs> uh, one of the girls at the gym But Ramsey will always put his hands Over my face oh, in, like, yeah. like on the mouth yeah, <laughs> And yeah. so I'll say so We're about to get with Madeline I was like oh is that okay am I allowed to do that And he's like no no don't do that Why does he do that to me though Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, he, he doesn't stop t- talking shit. He did tell me the Court that you got. That's in all tri- right,
2: dude. Those those guys sometimes they get under people's skin and then sometimes they don't. Yeah. And and I'm one that it doesn't get under my skin. But dude, there's been like when I fought Josh Neer. Oh yeah. Bro, the whole time he was like, "Fuck that! Is that all you got? Is that all you?" And I was literally punching him in the face, and he's like, "That ain't shit. That ain't oh, shit."
0: Uh, FYI, Court set the welterweight record for
2: uh, most-, most strikes landed in the in the history of the welterweight. The guy delusion. that was
0: talking shit. While of
2: course, he's beating the fuck up. By the he's second up. round, his coach was like, "Shut the fuck up and start fighting!" <laughs> and he was still fighting. Like he walked forward, and I, dude, um, it's funny because I, I, uh, he switched stance, and I kicked him to the body hard. And he switched to southpaw, so, like, his liver, you know, it's on the right side, so it's on the forward side. But I definitely, like, sucked the wind out of him. And he started to fall down, and I collar-tied him, like, clubbed him hard and hit him in the liver. And as I was punching him in the liver, Joe Rogan was like, he needs to go to the liver. He needs to go to the liver to shut him down. And I was like, I hit him probably nine times in the liver. And then on the ground, as he was going down, dude, he was like, fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. And, like, I was punching him for the liver, punching him, punching punching. The round ends, and I and he just hops up and walks over, like, takes a few breaths, like, pushes the water away, stands up, and I'm like, dude, he's not going to have much left, dude. And he comes firing, dude. In the third round, I was like, oh. But before that, Hackleman, and it's funny because uh, he just posted a video of it, and I didn't know he had it. He, I don't yeah. know how he got it either, but – he posted a video. He's like, "I want you to punch him in the fucking face and then move your feet, hands up, chin down. Let's go!" Get out. You need to punch him in the fucking face this round over and over again. Chin down, hands up. And then just walked away.
0: <laughs> that was it. <laughs> yeah, I was in the back because I was with Brock, so yeah. we was just watching on the TV, yep. and I was like,
2: "Holy we had a bunch shit, of- shit!" And that man. was a uh, that was in Anaheim. Anaheim. That was yeah. a big card. UFC
0: 157. No.
2: Yeah, uh, oh, that was the very first female. Bro, I'm
0: on point yeah, today, dude. dude.
2: That it was a uh, it was a uh, Ronda Rousey. Liz Carmouche was yeah. the main event, and then it was I can't remember the, the first
0: female fight the main in the history event, of the so UFC.
2: Like, and then huge, the second dude. fight was a big fight. Yeah, the, the we were the third fight on the on the main card, and then the yeah. fourth fight was um, Josh Koscheck, four time NCAA All American. Oh yeah, and Robbie Lawler, and Robbie Lawler slept him.
0: Yeah. I yep. remember and that. And that was
2: his resurgence all the way back to the title. And
0: Tyrone Woodley was on the undercard.
2: Tyrone Woodley slept. was on the I undercard. I who he
0: fought. He slept. So, dude, yeah. that was, like, when the UFC was doing one a month, every guy on They there were. So just,
2: they, they were would sure. only do, they would do, like, it was, like, 16 cards or 18 cards a year. Yeah. And so there was like, only probably 25 guys in your weight division. So it's, like, Anderson Silva was, like, tough. at the height of his career at the time. And i had just moved down to welterweight dude and there was probably the by the time the girls came in they had picked up wec yeah and so it had an influx and had about ronda guys was in, the
1: division. in uh that's true there was she was in strike force
0: they brought her over yeah because they bought strike force or invicta no it was strike force she was a strike force champ oh yeah that's right that's she right she fought uh misha tate in the strike force in one of the biggest events ever mm-hmm. i'm pretty sure right
2: I think so. Yeah. Yeah. And
0: it's one of the biggest, most watched events ever with Misha Tate, Ronda Rousey won. And then the rematch happened like way past too long. I'm
2: so glad they did that, dude. I think that set the precedent because it put like, so like girls wrestling. So now we're in the third, I think the third year of only girls only state wrestling tournament here in Utah. And there's a bunch of other states that that are doing the same thing. I was in
0: Washington State and when I was in high school, they had girls only tournaments teams and states so that was like did they I, have
2: a state yeah yeah It was oh, yeah. girls. i only think state. hawaii was the first one
0: yeah but like washington was an early adapter and same with yep. california i think they yep. were yep in utah yeah. we we're a little slow to the game around oh, here dude. you know and women should be and be wrestling oh, dude, <laughs> that in there, you? <laughs> dude
2: can you imagine if deanna had a chance to wrestle yeah. Yeah, she would, would have be a been a multiple times state champion. Yeah, for sure.
0: A lot of these girls. I mean, you probably have a bunch of girls that. Oh yeah. Are winning state
1: because court we which is a high school wrestling. Yep. well, I oh, was so the first
2: to three years ago. I was the all girls.
1: Uh, Go, going to current, then you're against. not. There's. It seems like for a while there there was so many girl fights happening in the UFC. It seems like they're really tapering off, right? Now that Amanda's gone, Holly's not fighting as much now. Do you do you think there's no next big name in, in women's?
2: I think so. Yeah. I think yeah. there's ten or eleven girls, dude, that are just
0: But the girls' divisions ha- yeah. rising. Like well, the everyone's problem is that the big
1: names have all kind of fought each other. Yeah. So
2: it Yeah. It, it, it takes time it takes time to build that. But also too. You have to understand it's a game, too, because it's like who's got the it factor, who can be promoted. You know, a lot of people, like, it's like uh, it's time and placement. So you think some of these people, like, for instance, Connor, okay, not only did he have the ability, he had the mouth, he could back the mouth up, but also, too, he's got a whole country behind him. So, of course, we're going to push him. The sales go up. And in the Saturday,
0: we have uh, Andre, or... Yeah, Jessica
1: Andras Yeah, Jessica
0: Andraz, and uh, oh, yeah. she's blown up out there. She's a there.
1: huge star here, too. Yeah, people love her. Imagine it. if you could get, like, a girl Dagestani. That'd be insane. They don't let <laughs> them they they train. <laughs> They're not training. I remember the first time, because, like, you see him outside of the U.S., like, the first time I watched Zhang Lee fight. Uh, Do you think he could beat her? Oof, she's mean, dude. Do you think? Because, remember, she was the one that fought, uh, uh, not Rose, she fought, uh, she gave her that big old hematoma.
0: Oh, uh, oh, JJ, yeah, yeah. Uh, you young, 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 yeah, young
1: chick or whatever her name is. And remember, she got that was John Lee that gave her that huge hematoma. Yeah, he oh, John Wayne Lee is Dude. mean, mean. But then she lost to uh, Holly, didn't she?
0: No, she, she just lost, she lost to, uh, to which who's a big star in her country. Even here, yeah, even here. The I bullet. think she, so. That's what I'm saying. I think women's MMA. So, which brings me to my one it's of my as questions:
1: Big as it ever,
0: uh, Corey owns a gym or yep. right, a gyma, And yep. then uh, they have a bunch of fighters and they have a badass girl fighter. C- at,
2: a couple of them. A
0: couple of them. And uh, Caitlin, Neil's like yep. what I'm referring to. And I was like, we're going to have her on the podcast. She's like not right now training for some little injury or something
1: she said. Yeah. Yep. But when she's back, do you think she could kick the shit out of Kyle? Okay, but hold on. Dude. Before you answer that, before you answer that. Let's try our best now. We're a couple episodes in. I've known you, I've known a g- couple fighters now. Let's not be a homer. Just a right, full on unbiased opinion. Okay, and I will we'll even do it at uh, jujitsu and then MMA. Okay, how much does she weigh? I'm two forty five right now.
2: She's probably one, maybe
1: a little
2: bit more. <laughs> one fifty. She's I don't know. Now she stays pretty fit year round. Yeah. Um. Grappling, I think she would catch you.
1: What, a uh, heel hook? Because she's not going to be able to submit me. Because I could just toss her off me. She's pretty tricky, dude. She's pretty tricky, and she's strong. Um, and, and I guess that goes to the bigger question of, let's say, I mean, you guys are both pretty big guys, so you haven't had to go against much bigger guys, but...
2: I did. I when I competed in jiu-jitsu, I competed in the absolute division. So, so when you're going against a much thing.
1: bigger guy, what's what's your game plan? You're going for the for the for the joints and the ankles rather than the chokes? No, I don't attack.
2: I don't attack ankles. Uh, I so I had a couple of instructors who were like very proficient with straight leg locks, yeah. knee bars, straight leg locks and some Speaking heel 10. hook stuff. Yeah. And so I drilled it and trained it just so I knew how to defend it. Mm. And then I would get to top and smash people. But it's like I had guys too, like, uh, Justin's brother, Brandon Reese, yeah. um, a, a pretty standout wrestler. A his, his brother is a USA wrestling hall of fame. Like one of the greatest ever to come out of my club. wrestling coaches and college. one of the greatest wrestlers in the history of the United States. Like phenomenal. Um, got the Dave Schultz award in high yeah. school. Did he went like 140 and four or something? And most of those he lost as a freshman, yeah so just phenomenal and then he was a nine-time world team member two-time ncaa all-american like he only really got his lunch money taken kind of by major decision uh from kale sanderson who's the all-time great yeah hands down
0: and then he lost like in the <clears throat> olympic trials
2: lost in the olympic trials so the guy He
0: beat like seven times Yeah.
2: Yep. But
1: even yep. even and right. it's
2: his brother it's his brother that i went against in the absolute division and he was, like, 270. Oof. Great big dude. And big gnarly. Dude. And Rip, like, ripping ripping heads off hairy, bodies, dude. dude. That's a big boy. Big hairy dude. <laughs> yeah, they're big yeah. hairy. So and what, what's the like game plan
1: when you're going against a much Just, larger... So for me
2: was – so I didn't attempt any, any shots. And he's more of a Greco guy, so stand up. But when he gets a hold of you, he's super strong. So for me, I wanted to shoot on the legs. I wanted to shoot a single leg primarily and try to, like – like a seat dump kind of, and then switch to like a high seat or switch to a double, take him down, pass. And then once he tried to like hip into me, I wanted to take his back. And that's exactly what happened. But well, so when I,
1: Madeline tried to shoot my legs, the thing is, there's so much weight difference that she couldn't shoot on. Yeah. Me. And yeah, it but, depends
2: on how effective they are. Like if they can turn a corner,
0: Madeline's a lot more like she's, just about to be a blue belt you know and she's had a couple fights yeah and
2: caitlin caitlin's got 10 years yeah 10 years of pretty consistent training the only thing that's kept her out
0: every organization
2: she has and i was super nervous about her competing because in the training room early on uh she was working with a couple of girls and then this guy kwame and was doing kickboxing and then she would come in and do grappling and then we had a b team where it's like all the guys that were kind of freshening because we had so many fighters come in and we ended up kind of being a hub all the Alpha Male guys came out. Uh they were going to hire uh Phil Davis okay. as our head coach. That've been dope. We had yep. a badass, ass stand national champion. Dude, yeah, dude, we it 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 became a hub. Uh we had a couple of heavyweights
1: that were going to come All out the, and move you, out. You
0: wrestlers like myself that yep. wanted to fight. Sean Jordan
1: was going to move out. Yeah. Um You guys you guys yeah. both have gyms, right? This is something I've wondered about a lot is How do you, how much ROI is it for you to have a guy that can make it big? And therefore, how much time do you spend thinking, okay, I need to work with this guy? Or is a lot of just showing up and shooting from the hip, how much time do you put towards guys that you think could really be something? Here's the challenge with me is I'm still
2: a current fighter, so I still need to practice four to five days a week just to stay current. Mm. So... The time limitation, but here's the thing is I'm honest with all the guys who fight for us. I say, okay, listen, you. if they say, hey, I want to be a fighter, I say, okay, you got to give me six months and you need to be consistent. This is what you need to do. And I tell them they have to come to the striking. They have to get like two to three striking practices a week, two to three wrestling and or grappling, one strength training one like strength like a uh, workload workout and then one hard conditioning that i specify and then they need to either spar once a week or do sprint conditioning which is like a 8 to 10 second sprint Minute and a half rest, and they got to do twenty to thirty sessions of that,
1: and then you to do all that uh, on their own every ac- week on their own accountability. How do they? And same yep. for you, Ramsey. Your guys. I mean, how how much accountability? It's like uh, like we t- I talked with Ramsey when it was uh, when we had Jake here, Jake Shields, mm-hmm. and. Jake trying to impress Chuck. I was here, remember? Yeah. Huh? Oh yeah. Yeah. I was here. Yeah. yeah yep. it was Jake here. trying to impress Chuck. He was like yeah. doing everything without being asked and different things. Yep. Yeah. How, how much do you guys need to see out of accountability out of a guy before? You're one, like, okay, One out of about
2: fifty show. people, I've noticed that say I want to fight have that, and the ones that that they don't even need to be that talented or that great, but if they work harder than everybody in the room and just and just show up. Those are the ones that you put your time in because they're willing to put the time in. And that's the thing is it's a time thing. Okay. And depending on, on their their past, I'm like, going
0: the other way. I'm like transition. I'm one hundred percent off choosing off of pure talent and ability. I'm like, how do you assess the?
1: How do you assess the pure like, talent and uh, ability? Like just your practices. Yeah, I mean, like her you practices.
0: can see like the way someone yep. can move and yep. the way like I show a move. I mean, you've been to class. Like yep. we show a move, and then you go and see. Some people are like over here, like Kyle's like, I'm yeah. do this. <laughs> and he's like glazed over the coach, and you know, you know, and then some people you show and they're over there drilling it, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, uh, Mike, you know, like Jim by Authority worked on it, that's how you say his Ooh. last name, or like some of those younger killers, like Town, they're just over drilling it, yeah, you know, and then you're like, okay, they're talented, yeah. And they put in the effort, and they do more than right. That's yep. all you really want is yep. someone that's willing to do. Like you're like, I can only. I'm not going to show up and be able to motivate someone to be
2: a, no. a champ, and that that becomes challenging. And we we have a teammate who's, dude, like, one of the gnarliest fighter. Like, so Chuck got his nickname the Ice Man mm-hmm. because he didn't get nervous before fights. Like he was like ice cold, right? right? I've only met one other person that was like that, Tyler. and that's Steve Tyler, yeah, bro, we'll have
0: him
1: on.
2: he would be visiting, and I, like I, I'm not okay, I'm dude, not exactly
1: books. I thought you were gonna say my name right now, I'm yeah, not <laughs> I almost did, uh, but you hadn't fought yet, yeah,
0: yeah, and this dude, so we he, just know it,
1: <laughs> dude this this
2: like there's some that are just killers and then can just just go like turn it off like
0: literally, we're time. sitting in the back of the UFC, and like every like literally people are crying peeing themselves, nervous. And he's over here, brings his wife as one of his corners so they can, like, pick furniture in the back. (laughs) They're picking furniture for their house that they're going to use on his paycheck that he wants. Hold on, hold on. on, I got to go fight. And he went out and swear to God, I was in the back with him, knocked yeah. out uh, Matt Brown, Mike, Mike Brown, or Mike Brown. Yep, knocked, slept out. him Mike. one punch, came back. He's like, came hey, back. actually, babe, let's get the more expensive one. Yeah, I got knocked out. Swear on my life, yeah. and I'm like sitting there warming up, like God yeah. damn, bro, I wish I was like you, man. Yeah. I was like nervous, like shaking, yeah. like no one talked to me,
2: too hyped up. Yeah, like
0: hy- yeah, come <laughs> and I was just like. What are you all excited about,
1: Walking for, up man? There flat. He's not
0: like, uh. even like it was weird, bro. Yeah, ice. Yep. Dude. What, what, yep. what's it,
1: I mean, even in current UFC. I mean, when's the last time that you guys have been uh, in a locker room for a UFC? You were here for Salt Lake. Yeah. Uh, I didn't corner anybody that night, but I was there for the event. Okay. Like, what what's it like in there? I mean, are guys legitimately like? Because they got to show oh, dude, good for them. I mean, Court was just out.
2: fought a few months ago. What does
1: what is, is pre-fight jitters feel like? Because Jake talked about walking into that GSP fight was insane. Yeah. I was just fight
2: on that card. Mm. I ended up tearing my ACL, Oof. grappling. Day Jake. one
0: in camp yep. at Jake. Yep. Remember Jake said he brought us out? Yeah. Day one, Court tears his me and, knee. Yep. The only person there sparring is me. And I'm like 19 years old. Yeah. I'm like, fuck, <laughs> I don't know if I'm – And Jake's like, me and you were going 10 rounds in yeah, the cage. And yeah. I was like – fuck
2: dude <laughs> you proceeded to beat the fuck yeah. for me, <laughs> dude i tried to practice too and then yeah, by yeah. like wednesday or thursday i was like yeah i think i need to get my knee
0: yeah bro you're like laying there on the yep. bed in the hotel room like
2: that's the only time i backed out as a matter of fact that that was chris weidman shot oh yeah yep chris uh, weidman, chris weidman shot uh i was supposed to fight jesse bonfeld which i'm kind of glad i didn't do the shit i had to go through to get into canada Oh my gosh! I had to get like a governor's pardon. I had to get like four or five reference letters for, for what for court? criminal? History. You're the most. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's so
0: funny I hear. Turns this out I've only ever known Court uh, sober, sober.
2: Yeah, post yeah.
0: this. So like when uh, yeah. I hear these stories, I'm like, what the fuck, really? Like, mm-hmm. what do you mean? You're the most, he's like the most. Resp- he was here like before us. Yeah,
2: <laughs> the only bogus <laughs> We're charge. To be here
0: him. <laughs> dude,
2: the only bogus charge is fraud. I got. And that's one that they questioned. So I had to like go down to do an explanation of my charges and it was like four pages long. What'd you fraud? So it it was uh it was theft of services. So what happened was uh my brother was working security at this little like over eighteen club or under eighteen club, right? And it was just like a whatever, a dance club.
0: Downtown one?
2: Yeah, no, it was in it was in Ogden. Oh yeah. And yeah, yeah. so yeah. it's like and there was like there's some gang activity or whatever, and so he had a friend that took his shift, and then he called him, and he was like, hey, dude, uh, I broke up a fight, and they're talking about stabbing me and this and that. I don't want to walk to my truck because they're going to follow me. Would you come pick us up, and I'll just hop in your truck, and we'll drive home, and I'll come get my car in the morning. And we were like, yeah, we can do that. But me and my friend Cody, we had been drinking. And we didn't drink a bunch, but like probably like an 18-pack between the, the
0: demons bars. were coming out. <laughs>
2: Bro, and <laughs> so was we were like, last hey, night let's demon. <laughs> so we, we rolled up. And we were just like waiting for him to come out and I had snuck a couple of beers. So I like pulled them out and Chris is like, get the fuck out of the truck. So we got, got around the back, like opened up the tailgate, sat down and we were waiting in the parking lot behind these garbage cans. We drank the beer and like, he's like, Before okay, well, fight, I'll, I'll like, be, I'll be, I'll be coming out. I'll be coming out in just a minute. We'll come pick you up. And so I walk around and, like, I put the beer cans in a sack and I throw them just in a garbage can, like, in a dumpster in somebody's parking lot. So that's fucking theft of services. No. No. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. I threw it in there. And then I came back and this dude with a hoodie on walks up to my brother. And he starts, like, pointing to him and blah, blah, blah. And they start arguing. And this dude, like, grabs my brother's shoulder. So I, like, sneak around the front of the truck, and I was like, hey. And he turns and look, and I decked him, dude. Body locked him and suplexed him on the ground. He was an undercover cop. No. Dude,
0: and no. he got dogpiled no, by, like, no. 10 dudes. Dude, I got
2: zip-tied, like, hog-tied. They put me in the back of the car, and I, like, slipped out like this. And I was sitting, dude, and they came in, and they saw me, that I slipped my hands from behind my back to the front. Dude, and they ripped me out. I ended up getting arrested, and it was, like, inciting a riot. It was oh gang-enhanced, and then theft of services, which ended up, like, reducing to a fraud charge. That's okay. Which is bullshit, but it's, like...
1: <laughs> but but throwing, I did, dude, I didn't you get... Did somebody's dumpsters.
0: <laughs> <play>. Yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah, but I know, ended up... I mean, like ended could up, never yeah. corner high. Uh... Court fought
2: in Canada a couple times, twice, dude. And he was like, "I was like, hey, can you not send me?" Don't (laughs) you remember? Because when I tried out for the Ultimate Fighter, like, I I was pretty open with my story about, hey, listen, like, because I I tried out for season seven, they didn't like me, and that was the Matt Brown season. And then season eleven, I tried out again, and I made it through the tryouts just fine. I had the record. I was like eleven and one, and I had lost a decision to Jeremy Horn. So they knew I could compete at a high level but they wanted you for TV. So they were like, what makes you different? Cause everybody was like, this is my last chance. I deserve to be in like, everybody said that uh, according to them. And it really was, I was going to go back and be a plumber, but it's like, I was like, Hey, listen, I said, the only thing is if I stay sober for another couple months, I have four years of continued sobriety. And I got a pretty gnarly criminal history, like inciting a riot trafficking, like, I mean a bunch of stuff. And so he's like, okay yeah great we like you man you're on and so that's how I made it on and then I was open about it and there was a couple of guys in the show that eventually ended up needing some help that I was able to help out with and you know it's just like it was history from there but I was really open with being a person in recovery and
1: well for bo- and both of you were in the ultimate fighter house yep what was your experience like in there um, you were on season 11,
2: so we both had to Tough fight 11 to get champ. We had we both had to fight to get in the house.
0: No, I didn't.
2: Oh, you didn't? <clears throat>
0: no, because they had like some oh, yeah, that was random a season, yeah, like the, they were cut a couple oh, episodes yeah, that's right. or something. So,
2: yep, so he's a two time Ultimate Fighter yeah. contestant. So, he went on a normal season and then the redemption season, redemption season, but. It's like, so you try out, you get your pick, we got called. And then it's it's roughly what it is, is a 16-man bracket, but single elimination. So ideally 16 fight to eight, eight fight to four, four fight to two, two fight in the finale three months later. It's filmed over like six weeks. And mine, there was a hitch, like it was only a 14-man bracket. And then they would bring back two people that they thought deserved it. Mm But They had to stop doing that because of the injuries. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. dude, Chris Camosi broke his jaw. Another dude, like, dude, leveled his nose worse than my break. Yeah, like, dude, le- like, inverted, dented, crushed it, like broke it his far orbital. Over you could ever see, bro.
1: It was like,
0: it's, bad. Like that, it's, it's like
1: Dana that White. that, uh, who was the where his nose was literally like over here? It's like that. Yeah. It's one of those, it's like, ones. That. it
0: might even be that picture you might be talking about. <sighs> like, literally, it Dana White yeah. always says it's the hardest. Uh, tournament in sports, and it is, is. because I remember my third fight, walking out, I broke a foot, ripped my groin, tore my back, I had like, my hands were swollen, my eye was like, Bloody red from getting punched earlier. Yep. I just got cauliflower. I'm like hobbling out to the third fight. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Come on. Don't and leave it like, in the hands of the judges. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah like, oh, I'm shit. trying not dude, to. Dude, it's like Mike Tyson and your you coaches. Like, not yeah, not even yeah
2: for 10 <laughs> eight and eight. <laughs> eight, and eight, <laughs>
0: eight and eight contract. <laughs> Bro, the money that was like looking yeah. down, like, I would never fight for that.
2: Holy shit, yeah, dude. dude Holy crazy. crap. Yeah, but it it was like the the if you got to finish, you got 5,000 bucks. They'd pay half up front and then half if you showed up to the finale. And then they paid you like 500 bucks a week or something. Yeah. You made like three grand while you're there. <laughs> and dude, it bro, was like. I got
0: home with 20 G's in my pocket and I was like, a bro. I just literally yeah. just graduated college. Like, Yeah, broke, too. Broke, like.
1: Like, Last night we were coming back from Windover, and you were like, "Would you drive back for two G's?" We'd we'll drive back to Windover an hour and a half. I was like, "Hell no,
2: yeah, I wouldn't yeah.
1: do that." Fighting for, for yeah. three G's, No, oh, you yeah. wouldn't fight for a hundred grand.
2: But Ugh. that's the thing is, you at, at that time you had to fight to get in the house. So What's everybody your number, had though, already Lever?
1: fought to fight. Yeah, who am I fighting? Somebody, uh, uh, an equal opponent. Uh yeah, equal opponent. Oh. Uh, I mean, equal in size. Obviously, somebody's going to be... Yeah. No, no, no. I mean, equal in ability, too. No, like, even, no, even
0: this. Think about how many times you've been in a, a fight and you're like, no, the guy you're going to fight, like, this motherfucker might knock me out. Like, he's yeah. a dangerous dude. I had a couple of You know days. what I mean? Like, one of those fights. How much would it take Ooh.
1: for you to go into that? Is it
0: nationally televised? Yes. Yeah. And
1: everyone's going to watch it. It's funny, but I'd probably... I got to get at least half a million. Yeah. Nobody's gonna pay me half a million. Yeah, yeah, to get right. out in half, half, half a million. million. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. It's like uh it's like yeah. always when you're doing those bets or those questions, like how much to for you to blow. Yeah, but a dude. it's easy for somebody. Less wants, for you to no, blow a dude than fight. Pay me A million dollars <laughs> to watch me cry through a uh, like yeah. a <laughs> yeah. TV yeah.
2: it's easy for somebody to say that. though, are like, dude, I'd go out there for half a million dollars, no problem. Or like, I'd go out there for a hundred thousand, dude. That's easy. It's only fifteen minutes, and I'm like, dude, the amount of time it takes. To get in there or even qualify for you to be in there. Or anyone want to watch.
1: I'm going out for a half a million and I know I'm a lamb to the slaughter. I know I'm going to so get my. my I know I. So I went through so it was I did just it for over... eight grand, Tony Ferguson <laughs> on the
2: ultimate fighter. I
0: was like yeah, I was dude. like, I'm not prepared for this fight. Like I was like twenty-one.
1: <laughs> yeah. Eight because oh, you didn't get your eight and eight because you lost. No. I lost. It was oh, eight no. G's, bro.
0: Yeah. And I went out and got slept into the shadow realm. Yeah. Fucking salt tunnels came back yeah. and cried on national TV <laughs> yeah, for yeah. eight G's, bro. I was like, yeah. God damn.
2: Yeah. Dude.
0: And yeah. a contract where I gotta continue to fight monsters for 10 and 10.
2: Yeah. Yeah, Seven dude. Yeah, because it, it was uh, 15 and 15 for three fights, <clears throat> 20 and yeah. 20 for three fights, 24 and 24 for three fights. And then I hired a management company, which at the time was the top management company. Yeah, So I ended up fighting my last fight for 24 and 24, and then my next fight... I had just beat Robert Whittaker, and they were like, "Yeah, but you only won by decision, so we're not going to be able to get much more." But, and this how do, is what's is that, wild. Is 20... is that how they,
1: they go to the? So do they do it like the NFL, where they go to the they go to the negotiating table, saying, "Hey, you got all these problems." <sighs> I mean, yeah. do, do, are, are they dogs in the negotiation? Uh, no.
2: So negotiation is pretty well set. So you have arguing factors depending on who you beat, how many wins you've put together in a row, and if you can show up. Because there's, there's like a that, lot of people, dude.
0: Robert Whitaker. there wasn't a... the champ at the time. But yeah. he wasn't Bobby yeah. Knuckles at the
2: time. He was just yeah. Robert Whitaker coming up, huh? Yeah. Yeah. So, well, he was the Ultimate Fighter Australia yeah. winner, and yeah. he had beat a couple. So they were trying to do Ultimate Fighter winner champion. So it was like... I fought the Brazilian champion. I fought um, the Australian champion, and I was supposed to fight uh, Kelvin Gastelum.
0: Oh yeah, three okay. champions,
1: and then I was supposed to go into top five. You're so much taller than Kelvin. Kelvin was here for in uh, yep. Salt Lake.
0: Can you believe he fights 185 too?
1: Yeah, he uh, he's good. going back to 70, I think. Right? Oh, good. He was supposed to fight. He was supposed to
2: fight that. Um, uh, Shafkov. Shavkov. Yeah. Is he got from Ukraine? Yes. Yeah, dude. No, that Shavkov guy...
0: is from uh, Uzbekistan.
2: Oh. Is he Uzbekistan? Yeah, yeah. He's guy.
0: Uzbekistani. Mm, okay. I'm pretty sure. Oh no, Kazakhstan. Kazakhstan. I'm okay. sorry. Don't kill
2: me, the or uh, yeah,
0: not the wolf. Uh, what is he the? I
2: don't What's know. his nickname? Dude, he is fighting.
0: um Shavka, though is nasty. Oh yeah. Wonder Boy.
2: Yeah. He's and I, I mean that's
0: a great fight. I yep. think he's just. I mean, Shavkat has like tall man defense. You know what I mean? Like he's sometimes so tall, he like yeah. gets hit a lot. Yep. But he just comes forward, dude. He's gonna walk Wonder Boy down and make it a physical so night. I mean, that's a rough. They say, hey, you don't want to fight uh, Michelle for yeah. a few pounds here. Here's some Russian.
2: <laughs> kill you. Yeah. But, Anytime they but, get uh, mad at, yeah. or
0: that's another trick before negotiating. The three like, a killer. Here's a Dagestani no one's ever heard of. <laughs> yeah. But how Good is luck. the
1: negotiation? You said it's pretty straightforward. They're like, hey, this is so what we're So it's pretty straightforward. Get... Yeah. It's kind of like... I never
0: negotiated. I always had managers. Courts actually negotiated his own contract. When yeah, you have managers they just years.
1: go for you don't even sit in the room? No. No. They, they don't dude. like Sometimes, talking to people. Yeah. And that's the other
2: thing, too. Like, they would rather work with you it's just you have to know your worth and so it's kind of like where i didn't decide early on to talk a lot of shit to push and promote myself like i'll i'll promote the fight a little bit but i didn't get caught in controversy yeah and I, i've seen the negative side of that too many times for me to think dude i don't want to deal with that yeah and it's not how i am in 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 life, and I mean, if you're willing to deal with that shit and you want to get heckled all the time, like go ahead. Yeah, you might make a couple hundred thousand more dollars, but is it worth it? It's like, the rest dude, of your life to deal with it. and when you're especially if you stuck around, well, it's like for instance, I went to, I went, but
0: I also think there's a thing like. Let's say like our favorite, you know, WWE wrestlers, the yeah. ones that you hated the most. Now that you're an adult and they're older and retired, you're not gonna heckle them. You'd be like, oh, no. I was like Nope. You know what I mean? But I think time, I could see that being it. with like Colby. Like Yeah.
1: Yeah, but think about it, dude. Like uh uh I don't wanna say that. There's we were just talking uh with Jake about there's people that don't even uh, show that they have kids because think you can't even walk down the street if you get really famous and have people not come talk to you in front of your kids. You're still a person. Yep. And so if somebody come and talk to you in front of your kids or saying some stuff in front of your kids, you're gonna have to fight that. Person. I'm very. Exactly. I mean, I'm very
0: private though with my family. Even. Yeah. yeah on, but on the my... thing
1: is, you weren't big controversial. You know, what yeah. I mean? these guys are big controversial. I mean, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. The yeah. Street on them.
0: Well, I mean, di- Dude, in current a, events right now, thing. Did you see the Jorge Mazadol? Just got acqu- uh, acquitted, right? All the
2: for, that sucker punch
1: and Colby? for
0: sucker punching Colby. All charges dropped. And he was like, I I mean, who knows the whole story behind yeah. it? He had his lawyer and he had like a little video and he's like, <coughs> we out. You know, this is my yeah. lawyer. Call him or whatever like yeah, that.
2: Yeah. yeah. But it's like, I mean, if you're willing to play that game, but I wasn't willing to play that game. So it's like, but here's the thing is no matter where I go, I mean, I just went to Puerto Rico And, dude, I had – we were at um, uh, Castle de Moro, like the castle, right, built in the 15th century. Dude, we were walking around, and this guy, like, he was like, hey, I think that's Court McGee. And, like, Chelsea, my wife, was right there and, like, walked past. Is that – is that him? Do you know if that's him? And she's like, yeah, yeah, that's Court McGee. And so they were like, oh, dude, he, I love, I've watched all your fights. And he named off like 10 of the fights, you know, and I ended up taking a picture with him. And then he talked about like he had a cousin or a brother or something like that who struggled with addiction and is overcoming it. And so it's like, you know, it's like getting that feels a lot better than somebody like ragging on you in front of your wife yeah. or ragging on your wife while you're right there. Yeah, Cause the like, dude, is, you I, want- yeah. yeah. Dude. Well, like
0: with the Conor McGregor thing, like yeah. Remember the Dustin Poirier and when he made the comments about his wife. Yeah. I mean, that is just too fucking far. I don't well, mean, The yeah. thing Is too yeah.
1: it's like so. Did you see that Conor's fights and Nate's fight, somebody a bunch of fight contracts have just been released. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh yeah. Conor no, only the made financials, so they figured out how much Conor Conor was only making. made six million for the Khabib stuff. Oh, and six million can sound like a lot, yeah. but. For all, I mean, that basically. That was one of the biggest pay per views in history. Yeah. Yeah. One of the biggest pay per views in history. And now he can't go anywhere. He can't go to Russia. They'll kill him. Yeah. Yeah. And he had to yep. say all that stuff for six million. It's just, it's not. Yeah, is it I mean, worth it, it? For the hundred million going against uh, Floyd and all the, that's one thing. But for six yeah. million to yeah. not be able to go, but bus- it's kind yeah. of
0: interesting because like yeah. the boxing world is used to it more. I feel like. Yeah.
1: So like in the
0: boxing world, people are just like hyped up. Like the Floyd Connor. Yeah. Was just really hyped up because the boxers are like. Boxing fans wanna oh, yeah. see the controversy. You know what I mean?
2: Cumulative though, like <clears throat> boxing has grossed way more money because yeah. it's been around longer. Like your first million dollars. But they dollar also sell the like
1: stories more. And maybe it's just but being, they sell the maybe it's just being in yeah. the echo chamber. But I, I've always felt like like boxing is dying and UFC's so huge, but that's just because I like UFC better ideas. Yeah, right? no,
2: it's definitely dude, it's yeah. as popular as it's ever been, if not more. Dude, yeah, it's,
0: boxing's it's, bigger mm, than it's dude, ever been. Yep. Like all the champs now are like big stars. Yeah, that's the thing is,
1: imagine. I mean, Connor was getting six million. Imagine what Colby's having to do, and maybe he's getting two million. Yeah. That's the thing he is, yeah, Colby's
0: not, I mean, he can't go out. And that's the other thing. He took it far. And like, but then I wonder, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, do you think, like, 10 years down the road, people be like, oh, yeah, that was the ten, bad guy. That's 10 years yeah. down the road. Yeah, ago. yeah.
1: I mean, yeah. but look, like, like, even Strickland said in that press conference, he's like, I don't go out because you guys are just going to mess with me and I'm going to have to fight somebody. Yeah. Uh, like, Nate, when he was down in uh, Mardi Gras and he had to choke that guy choke out. Choke the dude out, Yeah. yeah.
0: No and and it's interesting not like Nate and Diaz? like yeah remember did you see that video
1: he choked he choked the some... guy in a Jake That's Paul look doing. alike
0: they were like yeah. fighting inside and the fight went outside and he just got him in a guillotine and choked the guy out Place him down nicely and then they tried yeah. to press charges but i don't think it stuck you're in Yeah
2: you're do do work? Work? here's in the street. thing is both Nick and Nate are very polite very like, nice very guys
1: nice. yeah But the thing yeah. is i didn't you know and i don't want to get too much in, but it's just it it feels like uh, it's a the sports not where it should be in terms of the money wise. And not like I said, I don't want to get into that too much. But it's yeah, you do all that it becomes such a heel for so little yeah. money. Is, yeah, like
0: to be a heel yeah. for like a hundred million, that's different. Yeah, yeah. But then it's like I also think like yeah. I agree like people don't. I feel like in the MMA there's too much, like not too much, but like people are too focused on the respect part of it. You know what I mean? And they like if you sell a fight. Yeah, try
2: to oversell it.
0: No, well, there's like, also, like, There's
1: also cringe, like, Izzy Adesanya. He's so cringe, cringe with his yeah. trash talk that it's not good. It, yeah, he, actually, yeah. he actually ruined more of his reputation by doing that than... Yeah, like, the Elsa thing. Like, yeah, I'll, freeze put you put like, you, I'll put you on skates, I'll freeze you like yeah, Elsa.
0: Elsa, that was pretty dumb.
1: Have you, Court, have you ever had somebody in press conferences try to be the heel to you, and uh, and then what's the... And, and a couple of times. Strickland? Strickland was... Well, yeah. Let's get into that. Well, I mean, Strickland was talking shit say, the whole fight,
2: wasn't he? Yeah, during the fight and before, but he wasn't. And then actually, he was talking shit to me for being he in the corner in the yeah, back. Yeah, so he was talking. He was talking shit to Ramsey, but he was mainly like <laughs> talking <laughs> shit to. What, what was that? What I was, was eating was ice
1: cream. Was bro? Calm down. I'm sure <laughs> that, that you <laughs> you antagonized him. No, the, huh? no, I didn't. The, I was so surprised. Who, who was the?
2: Super nice, Sage Northcutt. Remember, oh, he yeah, fought yeah, that yeah, night. Yeah, yeah. A young kid who dude, got his yeah, jaw broken. Super body. respectful, like, awesome. super nice, yeah. traditional karate guy. And we were in the back, and like, dude, he was like savagely talking to this kid, talking about his mom. Like, dude, just like bad. And everybody was just like, ah, oh, dude. Like, dude, you could dude, tell everybody rough. was yeah. like,
1: bro, Bummed what down. are you <laughs> doing, <laughs> man? Yeah,
2: they're like, yeah. man. It's like a little hey, rough. See dude. the kid
0: crying? Like, <laughs> yeah. But like, even when you fought him, it was, uh what is it called a it was a draw it was
2: a draw and then it was overturned so it was like
0: did you ever get explanation for that
2: no nothing
0: and you can't do anything about
2: it and that cost you how much switching over to a that fight probably well okay, okay i had a controversial split decision where i was paid my win bonus the fight before that yeah uh and then the fight before that was ben saunders yeah which was a like a horrible decision. Like I outstruck him 2 to 1. I took him down. I attempted submissions. Like it was a pretty bad. So I had three bad decisions in a row that were like real they were great fights, but dude, it was just judges. So
1: that's like I mean... one of them,
2: one of them was 30-27 in my favor. 30-27 in his favor, 30-27, wow. or 29-28 in his favor. That's a yeah. pretty big swing. So yeah, you're like, so how, do, how do you... It's give polar me three opp- rounds. Yeah, yeah give if me three rounds. If there's ever a
0: split, it should all be 29, you know yeah,
2: what yeah, I mean? Yeah, it should be a split in the same favor. Yeah. But, dude, it's just like, that's the problem with the judging. But outside of that, like... That I never, I never got an explanation. Like my last or if it was a mistake. bad judging,
0: and it cost me my contract.
2: Yeah. Do Dude. you guys ever like? Uh, and this was. And wild. so I, I lost roughly sixty k on that Ugh. for that night.
1: Hey, yeah. Dude. And that, that's what, here's my, I, I know I keep coming back to the negotiating thing, but also about decisions, also all, you know, your bonuses. Is it a lot more like, for me, I always like the car lots where I'm going to buy a car where I can negotiate, but some lots are like, hey, we don't negotiate, that's it. Yeah. So do you guys just not get any ability to go to the UFC brass and be like, hey, I deserve it? Or they're just like, hey, this is what it is, take it or leave it. So it kind of depends on your relationship
2: with them. Sometimes you can ask them for a little bit more. Sometimes, if they're like, hey, we want you to fight this guy. Like I like Ponzanibio, mm-hmm. they could not fight anybody to fight that guy. And so I took that fight and they sweet, they sweetened the deal for me. Right. And then nobody wanted to fight Sean um super Brady. tough kid. Yeah, Sean Brady from Pittsburgh. <clears throat> nobody wanted to fight him. He was 10 and 0 coming into the UFC. Dude dominant, had like a bunch of finishes. Nobody would take the fight. And so I got asked, hey, I'm having a hard time finding a fight for this guy, would you be willing to do it? It's, it's like, on his home turf. And I was like, yeah, man. But I've never, like, backed down from – because here's the thing. It's like you can pad your record a little bit, but not much, because everybody's pretty good in the UFC. If you want to, you can. You can play that game. But for me, I I made it to the UFC, (coughs) and – I earned the right to fight the best guys in the world. And so I've never shied away from that. And when you look at the record it's kind of like okay, well yeah, he's he's 10 and 10 or whatever. Well, 6 of those were or 9 of those were split decisions or 8 of them were split decisions. 3 of them were controversial. The Nick Ring one, super, super controversial. controversial. Ben Saunders, controversial, you know, and it's like but I never ran in my mouth after I was just like, okay, I took it, but you look, dude, that's that's a half a million dollars
1: loss. Have you guys ever uh, walked into the... I mean, I know you've said uh, in hindsight you wouldn't have done the Tony fight. You were unprepared for it, Ramsey. But have you guys ever walked into a fight knowing you're a lamb to the slaughter? Like Chael said when he went to fight John Jones, he knew he was going to lose.
2: I and- never felt like I was outmatched. Um, I Never. Even, like, these last two are kind of the hardest. Like, P- Ponzinibbio caught me. They stopped it. it they could have let it keep going. Um, and I think I would have been Okay. Um, but I had never been stopped. I got sat down a couple of times, but I'd never been stopped. But, but three fights ago, I got caught on the chin like a minute into the fight and my lights went out. And so for me, it's like, dude, hats off. Like you caught me, dude, period.
0: Like did you ever, you never felt like going into one, like shit, man, I'm not prepared for this.
2: <laughs> no, I've always been overly prepared for fights. And then next, like, there's some that burn like the Matt Brown fight burns because I can beat that guy hands down. However, I had, I had two pretty herniated discs. Right. And then I had a couple of uh, cracked vertebrae. So like a broken neck, you know, and it's like, dude, it was super stiff. I'd done my steroid injection about eight weeks out, but because of USADA you can't have it in your system within a couple of weeks. So I timed it to where it would be out of my system, so I wouldn't get uh, in in trouble or flagged for having a corticosteroid in my system.
0: Do you feel like you should have took that fight or like? Um, Here is the thing: is twenty
2: twenty. Yeah, regardless of what I think, like I prepared the last couple weeks uh, was was really tough because my neck was in a lot of pain, and like leading up to the fight, the neck was in a lot of pain. It was hard to turn my head, Mm -hmm. and so. You know, it's like, hands down, I'm winning the fight, winning the fight, and I, I was up on the cage, I had a single leg, I popped out, I hit him with an elbow, and I re right back onto the single leg, dude, and my whole arm went numb, and then you watched me back off from the cage, yeah, and then I took a right hand that sat me down, and like, dude, it was just like, you know, just like, fuck,
1: dude. Well, Randy, you talked about that one time where you shot on the guy, and then you just felt your legs go out, Yep, and, yeah. and it's... Almost like you rock yourself. Yeah. What's crazy is like... The mentality is like Okay now I need to, Instead for me I'd be like Alright cool I'm done Yeah No you gotta find How do I need to adjust So yep. I can continue To do this yep. fight Yeah For 10 G. And you have to do that Well dude And you have to do that Throughout
2: your whole career It's kind of like This
0: fucking asshole Has been making fun of me So much Cause we're at Last night at Windover Gambling And <laughs> yeah. he's like Putting thousand dollar hands And he's like I don't feel anything And, and I just was like Doing like twenty dollars And like you poor and... <laughs> well,
1: It was just me and Deuce were tied you're like, oh, when I go up from $200 hands, I was losing to Rams. It was like, yeah, every time I go up from $20, bucks. i like, <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. exactly. it's true. It's like, but, dude, when you're never been
1: a working man, look at those hands <laughs> dude, when, you're, when
2: you're competing, dude, it's like it's figuring out a way. That's the elusive part to it. Is it's kind of like I don't really care about the hype, I don't really care about who it is that I'm fighting. I care that a minute and a half, well, two minutes and 40 seconds into the first round after you get through that little break period. It's like now it's just fucking me and you, dude. But it almost feels and that's it. Well, I think part. too.
0: Like I want to actually talk about it. you bringing it up the neck. You, so then, yeah. you had surgery. You want
2: yeah. to talk, you
1: talk about uh, that? Yeah, I had a bilateral disc replacement. So what is that? I don't what- even know what that means. Um, also, we got flamed. I'll just yeah. say I'd like to issue a correction. I apologize. Last episode, I was saying ligaments instead of tendons. Oh,
0: oh yeah, yeah. We I'm got so, flamed because For of my the John Jones. We're oh, yeah. John Jones and and we said ligaments. I you, we get flamed. Yeah, sorry, I, I, so, I, I, oh, yeah. I didn't go
1: to medical school. <laughs> yeah, so, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so yeah, can you please explain the yeah yeah yeah? He terms, says it. Yeah. So make sure you use all medically accurate terms because yeah, that, the, the audience is going very medically Sorry, Doctor Bob. Yeah, Doctor
0: Bob was
2: pissed. Well, yeah they have google so, yeah <laughs> but it so c5 through c7 so those are my vertebrae c5 c6 yeah and then you have the disc in between c6 c7 you have the disc in between so they scrape the disc out and then they put a prosthetic disc in like a orthofix m6 prosthetic disc where they jam in between the two discs and then they kind of trim things up and make sure it sits so it's two discs in between my three different vertebrae so this vertebrae this vertebrae this vertebrae and then you have your two discs in there so it takes about 90 days for your vertebrae to bond to the disc so you don't want to take a lot of impact otherwise that stuff can move around so i've just slowly started to strength train and get back and do like no neck therapy yeah like no contact i've done a little bit like a a little bit of light jujitsu escapes a little bit of light drilling um How's the
0: how is it like post-op?
2: Or? Oh dude, post op, I felt like a million bucks because I've had a radiating pain down the back of my arm, into my forearm, and then my pointer finger, my my trigger finger went completely numb. Yeah. And then a little bit into my middle finger and a little bit in my thumb. And then I had a knot in my chest and my bicep tendon. Like I did a thousand chin-ups in like Two hours and forty minutes. I remember
1: that, dude. Yeah. During COVID, you know, so I was I trying. To... You know, I probably haven't done a thousand chin-ups in my entire life. You probably can't <laughs> do one. <laughs> I could do. I well, like somebody broke two. the no twenty-four way, hour I'll world bet you, so I was, miles.
2: I was trying. I was messing around because it was during COVID and there was nothing else to do. So I started doing a couple hundred chin-ups a day, and then I kind of prepped myself, and then I did a five hundred chin-up, five hundred push-up, five hundred double unders, and then I was like, "Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna see." And somebody posted that they it was like four thousand. I think it was David Goggins. He did like 4,000 something chin ups or something. And, and so I timed it out and I was like, okay, well, if I can get a thousand in under three hours, then I could break his record in half the amount of time. And so I was just trying to do that. And I ended up getting to a thousand. And then after that, how long did it take you? Uh, it was like two hours and 41 minutes or 45 minutes. Like were you just minutes.
0: like downstairs in your basement hitting it out?
2: No, I, I hung a chin-up rack. So it was like my feet were off the ground just enough for it to be like tall, legitimate enough to where like I couldn't touch my feet. So you couldn't say like, oh, he's cheating. So you had to
0: jump up onto it? So you
2: have to, yeah, you have to jump and reach. So that way it's full hang. Like my legs aren't touching the ground. Yeah, And then so you do you a do... thousand
0: real. I bet you can't do so three. So I did six a minute.
2: Is
1: different. This is chin-up. This is pull up. Yeah,
2: what you he you pull ups? It was pull oh, ups. Yeah, yeah. And I
1: can't out, do. Yeah. T- I can't do two pull ups. <laughs> yeah. So pull ups. Like, have you seen these guns? <laughs> <Yeah>. Oh my
2: Atlanta. <laughs> but it, but you start to like your hand. My, the worst part of it was my hands. It just like dude. It was it ripped my hands up. And so like you have to have like gloves. And I did. I didn't use any of that stuff. I just I just what went was out the music in shorts. Yeah, no well, music. I just had a timer. No music. That's no dark, <laughs> yeah. dude.
0: That's dark. And we then, a dark place. You had some demons in <laughs> yeah. COVID was coming out, bro. But I felt it's, that. It was yeah. like
2: you know, almost three hours of six chin ups. Yeah, a minute. I was bored was just, as fuck. Too, every man, minute, I'd dude. Be down. Bink, bink bink. Yep. And so I, I was like trying to go on par with breaking because I was going to try and break the world record, and I think. I can't remember his name it's uh who who Haynes guy? cam Haynes' son yes yeah uh I met him at a, a uFC fight um but he did like eight thousand and ten in twenty four hours so he broke oh, goggins gosh. record and goggins that was just broke recently. yeah it was just recently Damn. but uh, this, the, I think this is a little bit before he started posting about that stuff or at least until I recognized it but you know it's it's like I don't know, once a week I like to do stuff like that. Like I'll hop on I a bet concept two-rower.
1: I bet you're down there going for glory and your wife comes down and says, oh, are you still doing this? Yeah, <laughs> i to yeah. break a world record. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: She's like, Did hey, take I a mean, yeah.
1: <laughs> but dude, here's the thing is I thought Seriously. I was going to tear my
2: bicep tendon. Dude, it hurt for months after oh, that. Man. And turns out it was C5 or C6, C7 disc. That was herniated. It wasn't even my bicep tendon. And dude, I was doing the pull ups? From doing the pull. No, 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 no. no. I thought it was, but it was was the herniated disc. And so, you know, it's like I finally, so now it's like, well, maybe I'll go back and try and beat. The yeah. eight thousand. that I feel good. Because I, because I was on, I was on par for beating it, oh, but yeah. also too, you have to look at long, like longevity. Like I would have to, I would have to pull it back a little bit. Yeah, you also have to ask and, yourself the
1: important question of like five thousand. Is this worth it? Yeah. <laughs> the <It's laughs> yeah. like, yeah, officer's like, is this worth it? He's like, yeah. don't answer that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I will say, I guess if I was willing. Saturdays to at courthouse, like when you want to get ready for a fight. Yeah. You wouldn't make it through these workouts. <laughs> yeah, he has these
0: gnarly hour-and-a-half yeah. workouts that he puts.
1: I think I'd lead the workout. Personally, yeah. <laughs> I'm built Dude. different. Let's go. Some of them get pretty hard. I want to go. We should do yeah, it. Yeah, that. yeah, let's
0: do it. While Corey can't that. roll with you, how about yeah. we do? Is, it's called Old School. Yeah. It's an old-school yep. workout, and he was in front of his house. Yeah. The thing is, for me,
1: I just... My his kids, neighbors come out, the old days, like, oh, God! <laughs> my big <laughs> yeah. problem I've had when going to workouts with guys, especially like high-level athletes have done, is I feel bad. I mentally break them, and there's nothing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're yeah. so worried. Yeah, yeah.
0: Hell, yeah. No, I think that'd be a funny little yeah. uh, short episode of uh, us coming down and doing. We the, were doing something yeah. the other
1: day, and I went. And, oh, I was just rolling with. Uh, I forget who I was rolling with. Zach? No, yeah. it was. Uh, who was I rolling with? He's the strong guy who did wrestling in high school. Oh, Greg. Greg. He's a and I went race and puke, car driver. I went and puked my guts out. Of the yeah, back. And yeah. Like, oh, they this were battling. Did Sean this still, this still
0: come? come? Uh, no, Sean moved. Oh. He's a high school teacher in Tacoma slash wrestling coach.
1: Oh yeah. Right there. Okay. Well, we're we're getting closer. I do want to talk quickly on a couple of things. One, tell us about what your speaking engagements are right now, and and, the, and tell us about the McGee Project.
2: So the McGee Project, it started uh, actually right before I fought Robert Whitaker. I got asked, so I got a call, and I hadn't been in trouble at all. I was off paper. I had done all my UAs. I paid all my lawyer fines, court fees, what restitution. Does that mean, off paper. Off paper with the state of Utah. So all like criminal history. I I, I took care of all like, everything. Look at me. I
0: don't know. I don't
2: know. I
1: mean like no probation anymore. No but...
2: probation. Yeah. I was off <laughs> like I hadn't been locked up. I I dude, I was I had become a professional athlete. I tried to change my life. I changed all my friends. You know, I started attending recovery meetings. I worked a twelve step program, started taking people through the twelve step program, like made recovery in my life. So everything was going really, really good. And then I got a call hey, this is Detective So-and-so. I need you to call me back. And it was a message, dude. And I listened to it and my heart sunk. Like, holy shit, dude, they caught me for something. And I just thought I had missed it. Yeah. So I was like, "Hey Chelsea, like I got a call from this guy. What should I do?" And she's like, well, "Call him back, dumbass." Yeah. And so I'm like, "Okay." Yeah. yeah. So I call him back. <laughs> what should I and, do? You know, I'm like, "Hey, you call know, should I run?" This is Court McGee, yeah. he's like, "Oh, dude, well, I he mean, runs out of your <laughs> house." Like... <laughs> yeah, dude. I I didn't know, man, because you don't know. No, it's no, like, and you
0: went to your old thought yeah. patterns. Well, fuck,
2: I mean? dude. There, there's. There's like a solid eighteen months that I don't remember. Yeah, period. Dude. What happened, right? Like lots and lots of boot. I mean, I was shooting up probably twenty times a day when I was oh, using there. heroin, dude, all <laughs> throughout the day, crazy. and still no, that's working like full time. Like,
0: hardcore, like five thousand. Yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> and so I'm, I'm just like, maybe you broke that oh, world record, man. Like, <laughs> yeah, you might have bro. oh,
0: I think you've probably done more heroin out of anyone living currently. Like, <laughs> anyone else would be dead. Dude,
2: Man. Yeah. So oh, court did die. Yeah, that's I right. did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. September 9th, 2005. So uh, I, I, I got asked you got to sp- the call and then I got asked to speak and they were like, Hey man, thanks for calling us back. Hey, we're having this uh, Utah and a narcotics assembly. It's every narcotics officer, undercover narcotics officer and sheriff's department, in the state of Utah that deals with like drug task force stuff. And we would love for you to be the speaker. And at the time I'd only shared my story in like twelve step meetings. So I hadn't actually like professionally shared my story. Had no idea how to do it other than sharing my story of, you know, what it was like, what happened and what it's like now after recovery. And so I and just at this point you
1: get this call, how long had you been clean?
2: probably five or six years so i had yeah i had i had a significant amount of time i had been through the fucking ringer like dude i had made some money i lost some money i bought my house like i had like realized that being a professional athlete wasn't money fortune and fame it was fucking now you really got to work hard now you can take it easy but if you do you're going to get your lunch money taken when you show up to fights And so I had a team and I'm like, dude, we got to, we got to do conditioning day. We got to do striking. We got to get better here. We got to get better here. And dude, there was gamers like fucking Ramsey that would show up and push you. So I, I help, I kind of like put together a group and then they would bring, Hey, well, let's do this and let's do that. And then pretty soon, dude, we had a bunch of this whole group of people. Life was fucking going good. And then I get a call and he said, Hey, will you come down and speak? And I just immediately was like, yeah, absolutely. You know? And after that, my, dude, my heart sunk. I was like, I don't know what the hell I'm going to tell these guys. And he said, by the way, the officer who's responsible for you being alive is going to be present in that group of, of officers. He was there the night you overdosed. Had he had not found the syringe, you wouldn't be here today, right? And so I was like, well, shit, dude, I got to go just to publicly thank that dude. Give him a hug. Tell him thank you for being a fucking good cop. Yeah. Plus, w- when do cops get a chance to hear the redemption story and then come to personally thank them. So they were like, dude, if you charge us 20 grand, I'll pay it, but I'll probably lose my job. And so I decided before I went down there, I would charge them exactly what it cost to get down there and get home. Just to thank that dude for saving my life. So I showed up, I went down, I shared my story. And after I got done, I had sheriff's departments and rural communities. Dude, you need to come speak to our high schools. We got kids that would totally resonate with this. You just can't drop the F bomb. And I'm like, sure i can do that you know it's like i married an lds girl and so i had to hold my tongue when i'm in family dinners every sunday so i'm like i can do that and one of my friends in recovery he was a professional speaker for like a financial company he gave me some pointers he was like highlight here you have an intro highlight here highlight here highlight here tell some funny stories and then close it out with something powerful and leave them with you know something that they can take home with them and i'm like okay so i worked on it a little bit went down spoke and like a couple of weeks later I had a sheriff's department that was like hey we're in Emory County or Carbon County which is one of the hardest hit counties in the whole country with uh, unintentional overdose death rates like yeah. super high per capita so I went down I started speaking to these high schools and then pretty soon uh, I had a friend that was like hey dude uh, I have a nonprofit. it's a recovery based nonprofit. would you be willing to come share your story and I said yeah but you gotta pay for it and so I went in and then the whole group of them were like all substance abuse dudes. And I'm like, dude, you guys need some fucking help. And so I started helping them. And then the, 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 the nonprofit that they had, uh, it went out and I took it over and then I changed the name and I went through the whole process of redoing the nonprofit, having like the letters, making sure that it was exactly what I wanted to do. And what I wanted to do was I wanted to go in high schools, like, Alternative high schools, juvenile justice, and then like recovery community, open to the community, and then share my story of overcoming addiction. And then if anybody comes forward and they're like, hey, listen, I need some help, I will use. The contacts that I have, I'll use the licensed clinical social workers, treatment centers in the area, contact people to contact local law enforcement to see if we can get some help. And then if somebody comes forward with a problem, then I can stay there and take care of that problem until it's taken care of and give them an opportunity to have an opportunity like me. And so, you know, and like when I go into a high school, dude, the kids that are skipping school, usually that are already starting to struggle with addiction or have an addiction inherent in their in their like their family life those kids gravitate towards it and then it's like i go there to make recovery look attractive because a lot of kids that are partying and starting like when i was younger i was like dude well this is fun this is what fun is but it was like fun with consequences and then it was just all fucking consequences within a year or two of me starting to drink and use so those kids you know and and now with overdose rates and addiction rates like now that that there's some like real time stats dude it's scary man like I mean, I don't know, but like in Utah, we've had over 40 unintentional deaths to smoking weed this year. Ooh. As in a kid goes nice. to smoke weed, but it's laced with fentanyl. Ooh.
1: And Whoa. and whether
2: they know or not that there was fentanyl in there or they are purchasing it to buy that, or if it just happened to whoever was selling the dope was like gave them this bag instead of this bag, dude. It's almost like D.A.R.E. 20 years ago when they were like, listen, when you smoke marijuana this cigarettes, you're... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the egg. But oh, the you're going to just real... die. Well, now fucking kids are dying, dude, under the age of 23. Like, that's a kid. And so it's like, if you have the disease of addiction, which me, dude, I've got great parents. I got one old brother that's great, like, no addiction, like, very supportive, great, you know, hardworking middle class family, and... For me, once I started drinking, I couldn't stop or limit the amount. I had to fucking drink it all, and then I had to go somewhere. Like, it didn't matter. And for me, like, I've always been a little entrepreneurial, a little ADHD, so, like, when I have an idea in my head, I'll fucking do it, uh, and then finish it, and then go on to the next thing. And it's like, and I've always been able to do that and adapt to situations, but, dude, once I started, I couldn't stop. And so, you know, I talk about kind of highlights being a person in recovery and fighting like like I turned down the joint from Snoop Dogg. You know what I mean? Oh, like that's not
0: God, like that's, you? that's not <laughs> no way. I've
1: I'd I'd never smoked anything in my life, so I'd be yeah. embarrassed yeah. the shit out of myself. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, yeah
2: and do. so it's it's you know, it's it's kind of like little yeah. things like that. Or be, being able to travel around the world and then like having an after party but me not partaking you know just being a part of seeing what i you know and then going through the process of traveling and not getting drunk because there's there's people that have been drinking for 20 or 30 years that don't think it's possible to go fishing without beer you know and it's like i've been doing that for over 17 years i did it this morning you know and had fun And yeah and had fun yeah you know and i remember it but, yeah but yeah
0: that's the thing you know it's it's
2: like so so the mcgee project has turned into you know it's like community outreach you know um i spoke last month i spoke in colorado i spoke in new mexico i spoke in new jersey and i spoke here in utah to a middle school and i had at least one person come forward that i'm currently working with right now in all four of those locations trying to get them the opportunity to uh achieve recovery if that's what they want and so that that's what the mcgee project is and Love you that. can yeah the mcgee project.org is our website so if you want to book an engagement you can go on there uh we have an instagram the mcgee project i think it's the underscore mcgee so project
1: the mcgee project.org is where they can book it what would you uh, just yeah. kind of signing off here what would you say to somebody who's in the midst of uh, of some deep dark stuff what's step one for them
2: well number one don't give up five minutes before the miracle like and you're worth it here and here's the thing this is what always has helped me is there's somebody out there that will not get sober or will not have an opportunity unless you're willing to get sober and it's like i meet people and they're you know at the lowest of the low and they're like dude i don't fucking have anything to offer i've lost absolutely everything and here's the thing is they have something That nobody else has, and there's somebody out there struggling that will not have an opportunity unless you choose to stay sober today. And it's like that's a powerful thing because I've had an opportunity to help lots of people over the years. And I mean, like, dude, I've seen people who have come from nothing to these incredible—you know—it's my story, dude. I was, you know, middle-class, hardworking family. I was a kid from Layton, Utah. And now I've had a 13-plus year career in the UFC, 25 fights. I've become a, f- a father that I never thought I could be. Statistically, you should be dead. Statistically, I should be dead. And I died once. I mean, I had no heartbeat and no pulse for like eight minutes. They did defibrilla- or CPR and defibrillations. Had the narcotics officer not found the syringe that had fallen in between the l- linoleum and the wall, like I wouldn't be here because at the time, there was naloxone wasn't a thing. Right. And it was like, dude, they wouldn't have known. And I didn't have track marks. My mom was a nurse. And so I wasn't going to shoot up in my arms. Dude, I was shooting up in my neck and in my feet to hide so she wouldn't see and know that I was using heroin. And the place I was staying, they were like, hey, listen, you can't, you can't use here. And so I had to hide it, you know? And it's like, had he had not found that, like, there's no fucking way I'd be here, you know? And they, you know, they administered Narcan, you know, intravenous or directly in the heart and reverse the effects and induce me in a coma shit the
0: shoe right in the heart like
1: i well, think so yep like wow. like, fiction. like pulp fiction, yeah, like pulp go, fiction the problem for me yep. has always been Pope uh fiction. you know And we'll kind of go over this. Is is I haven't had the no pulse or no no, uh, heartbeat, but ice in my veins has just kind of always been my
2: my. yeah, but uh, I could tell when I came in here, dude. (laughs) Court was
0: intimidated. I told him, Don't worry, Kyle won't hurt you. I'll I'll, I'll hold Kyle back. Yeah, 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 if he gets aggressive, I'll, I'll sit him down. I keep telling him. One of these fighters we get on here doesn't think he's going to be funny at all, and they're going to kick the shit out of him. Well, they'll try. So, they'll try, yeah, but I can't wait for it. <laughs> But right, hey, before that's... we get off, though, this is special for me. My yeah. boy, Corey, I got to wear his.
1: Yeah. He's been a that's part right. of
2: his
0: life. He's been a part of mine. Yep. Thanks for coming out. That was pretty yeah. fun.
1: Hell yeah. Corey McGee, you're the man. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks, yep. dude. Thanks for tuning in to The Coach and the Casual. Make sure to subscribe on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify, and share with your friends. Thanks again.